freaking Bling VR podcast about eBay. Well, it's getting interesting, I think, for me. It's getting interesting for me. This is um, a fun one for me. It's a comment and critique, criticism on the movie Judgment Night and Dennis Leary's powerful, powerful scene when he throws Ray off the building. Fellas, hear me out. Hear me out a second. Just give me a chance to talk, okay? What do you want to talk about? Something near and dear to my heart. Money. Money. Money's good. Okay, we were trying to do a time flies with time flies, but we couldn't pull it off. I was too busy getting distracted, but I think we got it now. And what I was going to talk about was a previous job I used to have, a previous job I once had, <laughs> and uh, the, the hijinks that ensued there. All right, we're almost done. Hold on. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning into the Blink Bear podcast. We're talking about important things here. I'm talking about old jobs. Now we're actually going to drink some water here real quick. But what I ended up doing, uh, if your water is not good, through the tap or whatever what i ended up doing was filling it up my coffee maker in the back the reservoir in the back i filled it all the way up with water and i put a filter in no coffee start up i don't know what the temperature gets to when you make coffee it's gotta be over 160 right now in this podcast no, no, no i don't give you the answers no no a good podcast would do that i don't research it and then give you the answers you have to go look it up yourself and if i'm wrong yeah, yeah. but if i'm right now we're doing this episode right now because we're going to go out and be mindful. And I had a couple of ideas, or a couple of thoughts rather, regarding the last episode that I posted with Nick Jensen. Excuse me, with Nick Jensen. One is, is his story is basically have the same story, so there's that. Unfortunately, he lost a lot more than I did, four times as much as I did. Also sounds like he might have had a couple more projects on his piece of equipment than I did at least a couple more professional projects. Though I could only imagine how devastating it was for him to go through $4,000 when you need it. And he stressed that in his video. And interestingly enough, it's only after he posts a YouTube video and they're like, oh, well, we made a mistake, here's $700. And they gave him $700 extra. But who's going to complain about that, really, unless you're me? I saw only $700 extra that's only gave me. Okay, that, that covers half of the late fees. Oh yeah, that covers uh, half of the repo fee. So that's good, thanks. What about the phone reconnect fee and those type of late fees like that? What about those? Fuck, dude, I lost track a long time ago with all those. So $700, $700 is a nice gesture, sure. Um, too little, too late, pretty much for me. And it doesn't really matter what amount they offer to keep my mouth shut and erase all the other episodes that I've already made that who knows how many countless of people in the UK have at least downloaded hundreds of thousands a huge fan base over there hundreds of thousands now 700 is nice but it's not enough it really is too little too late that amount would be too little too late yeah the one thing that's interesting though as far as communication goes and different styles of communication different modes of communication are you're listening to my voice you haven't seen me you don't well you probably yeah whatever but you haven't seen me you know i'm not talking to you through a, a screen i'm not talking i'm talking to you through a screen i guess and kind of but more like speakers the screen's kind of a i guess a liaison of how we communicate and i'm gonna be honest i don't want to make youtube videos with me on it because then everyone would be like oh fuck. 
He's lying the whole time. He doesn't have a girlish figure. He doesn't look anything like a chick. His look, okay, to be fair, his legs are nice, but no, nah, he doesn't look like a chick. Change the channel, just unsubscribe, unfollow. That'd be devastating to me. I don't know how I'd handle that. Now, the research that I've been doing regarding eBay and their crooked practices and the sellers that get their money back and the sellers that don't, there's a common factor in a lot of those things. And there's a common sort of theme to life. It, it really is if the squeaky wheel gets the grease here, except you have to be exceptionally squeaky to pull it off. Now, I've tried to um, suggest that I'm into audio over the, over the course of this podcast, the year anniversary, and I, I don't know how else to put it, but it's like, I guess I can get into video too. Except I'm not going to have a thumbnail where it's like, oh, eBay took, eBay took $1,500 gone, and it's got like me making a face, or I'm like pointing to something, or I think if I did that, if I was going to do a YouTube video about eBay stealing $1,575 from me, what would the title be? I'm homeless because of eBay, and I'd have a thumbnail of me like pointing to some tents with some sunglasses. Oh yeah, I'd go over to the Jordan River. Dude, I'd go over there in the morning, first thing, first light. I'd get over there, put up uh, some like big reflector type things and get some good lighting when the sun uh, comes over the mountains over here in Salt Lake City. Mountains all around. But when the mountain, or the sun starts to peak up above over, over the mountains, it gets really bright and it's direct. It's just right there in the valley. So if I got some reflectors and stuff, hanging out, got some reflection off the river, that'd be a good shot. So I could probably run about two of those two thumbnails of those be like, oh, homeless because of eBay, what? But I think not, I don't think YouTube's too easy. I don't think YouTube's a cheap shot. I don't think YouTube is a cop-out. I don't at all. I think YouTube's a very valuable tool for people to voice their ideas and stuff, or just voice things, <laughs> express things. But a lot of it is kind of superficial, right? You're, it's, a lot of it's based on appearance. When you watch Nick Jansen's video, this is before I knew about Nick Jansen, there's an episode where I talk about Alexander Skarsgård. And oh, I think he's handsome. I do. Um, I do. I think he's very handsome. I think that must have been the eBay episode earlier this week, wasn't it? Yeah. eBay's Corrupt episode. Go back and listen to the eBay's Corrupt episode. I talk about Alexander Skarsgård in that one. Well, Nick Jansen's a good-looking guy, too. So he had a little help there with a little, a little more views, I think. He's easy on the eyes, but that's not his fault that he's handsome and attractive. That's not, he doesn't care about that. You can tell in his video, he's not trying to get, um, yo, 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 what's up, YouTube? I just got scammed out of $4,700. It's not like that. He's a, like, it looks like he probably just got done crying. And no offense to Nick Jansen, YouTube, uh, star and vocal non-advocate of eBay. Nick Jansen of YouTube fame, who voiced his opinion and disdain towards the company eBay, the e-commerce company. Almost had it. I do need to get a script though. Like, would it be that entertaining though if I just did a bunch of spoofs, just a bunch of trailers and stuff? Coming this weekend, eBay rips off bling for $1,575. This weekend only eBay baits the hand that feeds and bling made a friend for life. Uh, I don't know. It's a, it's pretty exhausting sometimes to try and do all this like funny, entertaining stuff. You know? But there's that kind of entertainment and there's that kind of 
sort of court jester uh, persona or vibe sound uh, approach strategy but with Nick Jansen's video it's authentic it's real he's not trying to entertain any he's just trying to warn other people because even at the end of the video he's like please share so this doesn't happen to anyone else pretty much yeah, please spread the word let's stand up let's fight eBay together and I was late to the party uh, that was after he got offered that was after he was a uh, bought out by eBay and given an extra 700 bucks. But as we discussed earlier in this podcast, in the earliest episode, that $700 is nice. It pays for half the repo fee. But what about some other stuff? What about some other missed opportunities? I'm not going to go into specifics because I don't want to. Oh, as far as missed opportunities go. Because I don't want to. But they're pretty massive. And they're a pretty big deal. Uh, it was a pretty big deal. It was a... Uh, it really was like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, a once-in-a-lifetime kind of thing. And it really disrupted everything at that moment. And it's, I keep thinking, it's just not fair. Like, this isn't fair. And I get caught in this, like, mind trap, too, of, like, going back around. Like, what could I have done to avoid it? It's my fault again. Like, no, stop. You try. You were doing what was right. You were taking steps to not be broke. To, you were selling things on eBay. That's what... You, that wasn't that wasn't the aluminum thing. It wasn't a place. It's supposed to be an e-commerce e-commerce marketplace. Except for now, it's a dark web unsafe marketplace. eBay is. But before that, it was supposed to be something you could trust, something that was safe, which it is no longer. And I was still under the impression that you could. So I was trying to take steps, trying to utilize the tools of technology and e-commerce, and working from home. And say, hey, let's sell some stuff, sell some belongings. We're gonna move out of here get rid of everything so I don't have to carry as much for my own selfish reasons but while we're at it maybe we can pay for rent maybe like deposit a new place yeah that'll work alright cool we'll start with a GPU and the Mac Mini then cool great eBay's broke flat out why else would they be holding everyone's money like that big ticket items nice people Nick Jansen seems super nice he's not even talking in his native language that's gotta be difficult to do I couldn't do that I mean, you're listening to my voice all the time you expect me to talk in a different someone else's language and explain this and film myself doing it? Yeah, I'm right. Forget that. No, it's actually kind of weird because, like, Nick Jansen's video and story um, is... His story is so similar to what I have and what I experienced. And I couldn't imagine seven months, like, to, to be on top of it like that for seven months man that's got to had to have been exhausting after seven months he's like yeah i guess i'll make a video i guess i'll try and do it in a different language and just i just got done crying i have no other options believe me i've, I've kind of i haven't been there i haven't made a video just yet at least not like that and i've been there before though at least somewhat in some fashion some way that's why i started this podcast that's why a year ago, yeah, it's the year anniversary show. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Second segment of the anniversary show. The Bling Vieira first anniversary show. Yes, it is. Memorial Day weekend. One weekend only. Now, it is really interesting, though, that he did receive an extra $700 and then made another video kind of describing that. Um, and I, so I talked about the different modes and mediums of uh, communication. And so one of them's video, one of them's audio. Uh, audio visual, yeah. And so I'm, I've been kind of curious, kind of, 
about the differences and the impacts of each. Um, Nick Jansen's story is very, very moving and it's authentic, it's real. He probably did just get done crying. You can go back to April here and listen to the Bling Vieira podcast. I'm not trying to compare with Nick at all. I think his story's probably lost more money than I did. So I'm not gonna try to weigh who experienced the worst experience with eBay's uh, lack of non-existent customer service and non-existent leadership. Like that we both, hey, I identify quite well. Uh, it's non-existent and it is very, very frustrating. Very frustrating. And after seven months, I couldn't imagine, poor guy. And all eBay could dig up was 700 bucks, huh? I bet you Nick probably could have asked for like 7,000. But he wasn't trying to get money out of it. He wasn't trying to ask for money. Or 70,000, oh fuck. He wasn't trying to ask for 70,000. He wasn't asking for 7,000. He wasn't even asking for 700,000. Nick Jansen made that video because he was desperate and he needed some answers and he wanted to warn other people. He did the right thing, that's a good person. Nick Jansen's a good person. He's trying to warn others from going, experiencing that misery, that whirlpool of misery. Come here, come hither and throw some stones. <laughs> Throw some harmless stones. Come sit with me. I jacked up the price to 10 cents. Now come sit with me in my pond. Misery and throw some stones, will ya? Tomorrow's Friday. Tomorrow's Friday, May 27th. Isn't it? Today is. Today is. Yeah, today is. Early, early morning. So that's the purpose of this episode, is just something to listen to while we go out and be mindful uh, tonight. We were going to walk to 7-Eleven, but I don't think we're going to do that tonight. We're just going to keep sipping this warm water. I had to run the water through the coffee maker. I couldn't make it to the store to buy some. Well, I didn't, yeah, it's a long story. Can I tell you a little something about Mountain Fever? This is a true story. I once saw Fan Farlow, the band Fan Farlow. This is a Fan, Fan Farlow tribute special and the year anniversary special blowout Memorial Day sale, one weekend only. I saw Fan Farlow at the Urban Lounge in Salt Lake City back in the day, like 2011, 2012. And the singer was like, does anyone have any hot tea? I've caught that mountain fever. That was classic. It was classic. And I was like, well, these guys are English. Fan Farlow is a good band though. It's a really good band. I like Fan Farlow. A real band, a good solid band, Fan Farlow is. So there's different ways of communication. There's video, there's audio, there's both. And I'm kind of interested because I started this podcast a year ago. I was like, well, let's, not flex any muscle, let's try and use our huge UK fan base. Let's not even try to tip into that. We're not gonna tap into that just yet, no. Oh yeah, the resources of our giant United Kingdom fan base? Oh, we don't need to tap into that yet, we're good. Well, we're desperate. See, the problem with the situation that eBay's in now, at least in regard to me specifically, now that I know that Nick Jansen, due to his video, received a payment, that does in fact mean that they, it's not written in stone. We're sorry, but our policy, once we've restricted your account, you have to wait 70 days, you have to, he has the same story. The exact same story. Oh yes, he does. And he talks about how they told me to call the state. They'll leave it up to the state. And he goes, I didn't hear anything from the state. I was like, uh-huh. I have a little checklist. I have a eBay checklist. Uh, clipboard and it says like uh, told me to call the state and I, I check it out off as we go down the way in the black and carefree podcast the host Shakira White 
discusses many different topics. In one of her episodes I just recently listened to, she discussed the, the different ways on how ignorance can be bliss. And I think a lot of times in our lives, we find that when we ignore something, it does kind of just go away. It might die. It, oh, what? who knows? You just ignore it. It died. Okay, okay, here's another one. Here's another one. If I had to do a YouTube uh, thumbnail. Okay, so I did two of them, all right? I'm homeless because of YouTube, $4,700. Yeah, homeless because of YouTube. And I'm like doing the, the Home Alone thing. When he does the scream, like both hands on my cheek, and I'm like, what? Like I lost 50, I've lost how much on eBay? eBay stole how much? I'm like looking at a giant aquarium with a giant fish, big like a shark tank. I'm in a shark tank. I'm doing the home alone thing, I'm screaming. Looks like, and it says eBay stole how much from me? And then that's another one, just gold, solid gold. And then the, the one I think might, it's a little risque, it's a little, it's a little questionable maybe, maybe, maybe. Well, it would have to happen, but it's fictitious. It's all, these are all fictitious YouTube titles for eBay videos I'm gonna put out. Just like, kind of like Nick Jansen's. A lot like Nick Jansen's, cause there's no way I couldn't put a video out that's not like his. Because our story's exactly the same. He got his camera in 2014. I got that Mac mini in 2020, but basically exactly the same after that. Except his, he lost more than I did. But why do you think that is that eBay decided to pay him an extra $700 after he made that video. I'm sure Nick seems like a really nice guy, so he'd just be happy to get anything, I'm sure. So 700 is probably more than fine with him. But why do you think eBay chose to do that? Because at first they weren't paying him 4,700 and gave him an extra 700, why? Do you think he asked, <clears throat> excuse me. Do you think he asked for 500 first and like, how about we'll do 700? You think Nick was like bargaining? And I think he just said that he woke in his follow-up video. Um, you can find that on YouTube too. In his follow-up video, he's like, yeah, they paid me $700. Woke up one day and there it was, man, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. They can reverse. It's not written in stone. When they do restrict a seller's account for whatever reason, in Nick's case, it was for suspicious reasons that they wouldn't disclose to him. In my case, it's suspicious reasons that they won't disclose to me. They told him to go to the state. They told me to go to the state. He tried, it didn't work, no one communicated. Seven months later, he was still out of money. And it was only then that he decided to make that video. An extra $700 for that video. Well, let's be serious, he got paid because of that video. They, they stopped stealing his money because of that. They're like, oh, with this money? Oh, here's your payment, Nick Jansen, here you go. And that's a slimy company. Go back and listen to the other morning. I talk about the organized crime ring that was at the very top echelons of eBay's executives. There's a team of six or seven. All of them have pled guilty. And awaiting, some of them are awaiting sentencing. They will steal your money if you don't reach enough people, if you don't complain loud enough, they'll, they'll steal your money and they'll get away with it. They'll think they'll get away with it. Nick Jansen was waiting seven months. He made a YouTube video and he got paid. I've been waiting for two months. Next month, on June 6th, two months. And I've made countless, countless episodes since April 19th about how to not invest in eBay and how it's not a good idea to invest any money in eBay because any smart, experienced investor would know it's a sinking ship 
There's no money in online garage sales. There's especially no money in online garage sales if that garage sale doesn't pay its sellers. That garage sale, imagine going, yeah. You guys wanna go on another magic carpet ride? Take a little journey? Yeah, well, we'll go to the third dimension in the third segment. And we'll go out and be mindful and listen to this episode. Now, I wish I could talk like Kiefer Sut. I wish I could talk like Kiefer Sut. I, I don't got it. I don't got it. Uh, what was that? <laughs> it's called uh, Sniper, right? With Kiefer Sutherland and uh, Colin McCollin. First of all, there's no reason for any of this to be happening. Whatever happened to that kid, I'm sure he deserved it. That's your business. That's your business. Nobody's going to the police. All we want to do is get home. Home is where the heart is, right? Uh, excuse me for a minute. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but uh, didn't you say something about money? Yeah, I did. How about $100,000 cash? Then we go our separate ways. You can raise that kind of money? Yes, I can. Wow. Let me ask you something. Those shoes, what are those, are Italian? <laughs> yeah, they're actually Italian running shoes. <laughs> actually kind of working well for me this evening. Yeah. It's Colin Farrell, it's Colin Farrell, dude. It's, uh, it's Payphone, it's called Payphone, not Sniper. Payphone, it's called, I can't do it. I can't do Kiefer Sutherland. I can't do Kiefer, I can't. I'll, I'll practice, I'll bring it back. When I'm on TV, when I'm on The Tonight Show or when I'm on uh, Jimmy Fallon, when Jimmy Fallon has me on the show, it's gonna be cool. Cause he'll be like, hey, Bling, where'd you get your start at, man? Well, Bling, so cool, where'd you get your start at, dude? Like, oh, hey, Jimmy. Uh, it's actually kind of funny. I was just kind of complaining about eBay one night on my podcast and I was just like, hey, I sound like Kiefer Sutherland a little bit and I tried to imitate it, I couldn't, but then I just start talking normal. It's like the only time the only time Jimmy Fallon ever just like yawns, like full on just like yawns, while one of his guests is talking. The difference between me and Nick Jansen specifically is I would not accept uh, extra money. No, I've actually thought of the Count of Monte Cristo a lot lately. And the more I think about it, it's like, yeah, I identify with that too, and it makes a lot of sense. There's a scene there, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the Count of Monte Cristo, Spoiler alert right now. Earmuffs. There's a helicopter. That one of the ending scenes in the count of the movie, Count of Monte Cristo. The son, what's his name? Alper or something? Alper? Alper or something, something? Albert. Albert, yeah, okay, there we go. He thinks that Ferdinand is his dad. No, Fernand. Fernand is his dad. I'm talking about Fernand, Fernand with his dad. Talking about kids earlier today and stuff and like kind of, you know, freedoms and setbacks and screaming and yelling and germs. Dogs with their head out the window, broken dogs. Well, there's a scene at the end and the kid thinks Fernand's his dad. Count of Monte Cristo says like he's just done with it. He's like, I've gone too far. I will go right through you if, to get to him. I think part of the reason why Albert did that, to stick up for what he, who he thought was his father, was because he received praise from the County of Monte Cristo for doing what was right. They were having a dinner. The whole thing, whole thing was a setup anyway with the pirates, but still. Hey, everyone, gather around. It's story time with Bling Time. So in the movie, The County of Monte Cristo, 
the sun tries to get in the way. And it gets to the point where it doesn't matter which innocent people get in the way. There's so much collateral damage. It's such a mess. Kenny Monte Cristo doesn't even want to mess around with this. Get out of the way. I'll go right through you. I'm not even going to slow down now. Don't try and be a hero. But it was the Count of Monte Cristo himself who said when Albert, when they set up the whole thing with the pirates, they set up a thing with the pirates to make, you know, everyone you know, heroes, like a false flag kind of thing. So Count of Monte Cristo is toasting Albert and says, you know, he says, do your worst. Very brave thing to say. Everyone's happy about it. Everyone's like, damn, like, and that's when Mercedes kind of recognizes that the Count looks a little bit familiar and he has a little bit of some similar mannerisms to the man she used to know, Edmond Dantes. And Edmond Dantes thinks that his son, and it is his son, he finds out at the end that's why he doesn't kill his son. That's why he doesn't go through his son to get Fernand. That's what he finds out at the end. He's a, he's a father. And he's like, okay, that's enough. We've, we've fractured a family already. You know, I've, I've had enough. It's a fight to the death at that point. Fernand shows his true colors. But it's it's similar, but it's not that similar because I don't have a kid. I don't have, I'm not a parent, I'm not a dad. I talked about that in an earlier episode too. So in theory, there's really no one to stop me from getting total revenge to come in my way. You know, it's not going to slow me down because I don't have to cut through anyone to get to anyone because I don't have any freaking kids. But I think it's interesting that the Count of Monte Cristo, Evan Dantes, vocally expresses... I'm not gonna stop now. I come, you, I, you have no idea what the freaking crap I've been through. Years, being whipped and beaten. Kind of money, Cristo slept on the floor. He didn't even, he had a nice bed he didn't sleep in. He used to sleeping on that hard floor, hard mattress, extra firm mattress. He's like, get out of the way, dude. You have no idea what you're trying to stand in front of right now. And truly, Albert did not know what he was standing in front of. That was his father, that, that was his father. He was not standing in front of his other father, his daughter's father, his father. You know, I was watching this other YouTube video trying to put the puzzle pieces together, you know, between audio and visual and the difference of the two. Compare and contrasting the effectiveness of both audio and visual campaigns to get your message out there. I don't think, I'm pretty sure in Nick Jansen's video, he didn't mention any having any children. There was, but he still got paid again uh, after making the video. And plus he got a little extra too, like, hey, be quiet. You didn't notice too much. Keep it down. Keep it down. Oh, bling my... Oh, man. No, don't let bling... No, don't let bling... Oh, bling found out about Nick Jansen. Damn it. I guarantee you that's what uh, Paulus Kessler... Kessler Pressler. Board of directors at eBay. New, unique listeners lately. Yeah, the monetization. I mentioned this. It's gone up. After a year, it's like, hey, we made it. You know, champagne. It's Pressler. Paulus Pressler, I think. Yeah, he's the, he's the chair of the board. He's like, ah, he found out about freaking Nick Jansen, bling it, damn it. I posted uh, the cover art of a previous video, uh, episode too, a podcast episode, of some of their new board members of, was it the eBay Main Street, or what's it called? I don't know, anyway, it's on another, it's cover art of another episode. Just some new board members on that. <clears throat> I was meaning to reach out to them too, to kind of, uh, give them some ideas that I was having as far as helping the image of eBay. I was hoping that they could help shed light to the truth 
similar to Nick Jansen's video of like the corruption and just the in, in uh, what's it called um, defective defective payout system that eBay's clearly out of money. They can't afford big payouts. And they default to, Nick Jansen didn't get paid for seven months until he made a video. And then they gave him 700 extra dollars, extra hundred dollars per month, I guess is what their justification was for, for it. I don't know, I don't know what they're thinking. <laughs> I wouldn't take 700, no, no way. It's all or nothing for me now. It's all or nothing, all the marbles. But there's also another YouTuber whose account was permanently banned. I guess she has to make another one or gets rid. I don't know. She didn't seem like she was really on top of things as far as like understanding what eBay was doing in regard to stealing her money. And she's actually trusting eBay, like is being honest here. She's like, oh, I can get my account rinsed and buy things again. It's like, um, I'm. I sent a message to her to, on that video. I was like, don't, don't do it. I think she replied. I didn't read it though. I don't really interact sometimes. Um, but she had kids. She had kids. So I think that might have something to do with it too, possibly. I'm not sure. Now all, all I want, besides a giant, bigger payout than $700, a giant, giant settlement, besides seven, not 700, no way. It's gotta be huge massive a monstrosity it's got to make the paper it's got to make the headlines ebay pays out to ebay user nice and loud and clear for all the world to see extra extra read all about it sounds like that Corey Hayman interview it does man it's, uh, it totally does extra extra read all about it ebay pays back trusted seller of 20 years ebay pays seller of 20 years money for items Money for items here, get your money for items. Now, eBay's crooked because they don't have any money. That's why they're crooked. That's what made them crooked, is because they were already crooked. Yeah. Yeah. They're stealing money. They're pocketing money, siphoning out money, doing whatever dishonestly, and it wasn't profitable. It stopped working. It doesn't work. Last year, they got rid of PayPal, and this is something, probably this is the next thing I'll start to look at and analyze besides everything else that I'm doing but like start to dig into a little bit more on the payout system and how it works and who's behind it and how it started and which bank if it's even a bank this whole cockamimi idea of writing to the state and having the state give us the money that for items that we sold on eBay is so fucking bonkers and the fact that it happened to Nick Jansen too I find is very very interesting because that means that that it's routine for them. It's, get the nice sellers, get the expensive ones, just tell them to pay a little bit. Tell them to write to the state. Tell them to get their money from the state. If this was a dark web, web <laughs> dark web podcast specialized in dark web e-commerce, everyone would be like, yeah, well, freaking don't, that's what happens. There's no dark web. What are you doing now? What's going on? Are you surfing what? Doing what? Yeah, you're going to get ripped off, of course. And for some reason, there's like this automatic trust with eBay. And you have users across the world who are getting burned here. He sold a $4,000 camera, shipped it, they received it, everything's cool. eBay was too broke and too bankrupt to pay him. The same broken, bankrupt position that they're in now to pay me. But they realized 
that with Nick's story, they knew the truth. He, he asked in that video, hey, I wish someone at eBay, someone with a brain could look into it, just my individual story and just help me out here, which is what exactly what someone did, I'm sure. And they're like, uh, we should probably give him this like $5,400 because it's gonna cost us a lot more in legal fees if he actually gets a Patreon page and starts doing more and starts trying to dig into why he was targeted as, as an individual versus just the excuse of um, suspicious or whatever. Like, that's such a freaking joke. Uh, we noticed some uh, suspicious activity. We can't tell you. Uh, so $4,700 um, in three days. It's like, that's organized crime, man. Like, come on. Come on. And the thing is, the difference between Nick Jansen and me is he started pushing about seven months. He got desperate seven months. I guess I'll make a video, not even in my na native language. I was going at it from April 16th on. It was on, and it still is even more so now. I'm going to turn it up a notch, keep turning it up. Because if it's happening to other people across the world, and it's happening to me, what about the people that don't have YouTube channels? Or the people that don't have an established Memorial Day anniversary one-year-old podcast. I think I mentioned when this kind of first started, like, it's one of the coolest things I've done, buy puts and you go to a creative way to get my money back. And all. I was really confident back then still. And I was still optimistic about things and, and, and my situation and work out and everything. It just deteriorated. It just got worse and worse and worse. So it's here. It's like, yeah, let's go. I don't fuck. I don't got anything to lose now. And this whole idea, like with Shakira and Black and Carefree podcast, is ignorance is bliss. Yeah, you guys can try to ignore me all you want. It usually probably does go away. This time it's not. Sometimes with someone like Nick Jansen, their story and their image and their delivery is so effective and so raw and real and authentic that you can't help but sympathize with him. He's not lying, he's not trying to scam anyone. He's telling the truth. And he wants to warn others he's a good person, he's trying to do the right thing. And that's when eBay coughs up the money. His story alone is another perfect example and highlights the crooked nature and corrupt company that eBay is. I'm sure with Nick, he probably had a lot going for him still. Um, a lot of opportunities for, in his life left. And I'm sure he was really relieved to get something for that camera. It sounded like he's really attached to it. But again, the difference is he was waiting seven months for that. And then that's when they gave it to him. I started this April 16th. I smelled a rat. And just like in Nick Jansen's video, I said the more I talked to someone, the more cold they got, the more short they got. I felt discriminated against. He doesn't say specifically, and this is conjecture on my part. I think he, f he says he feels discriminated because he's just one person and everything else. I wouldn't doubt it if he felt discriminated a little bit because of his accent, because English was not his native language. Remember, if it's happening all over the world, it's happening to me, it's happening to others. And imagine if you don't speak English very well or just broken English, you're fluent in French, you speak French fluently, you move from Canada, French, French Canada, you don't know English, you just never did, even your dad was American, he just never taught you English, he just broke French at home, it seems like people are 
aren't going to listen to as much if you can't communicate as well. That's why they have a lot of those call centers overseas with eBay's customer service that don't help. Nick Jansen's video summarizes everything perfectly. We have the exact same story, just the dates are different. And I smelled a rat a lot sooner than he did. Alright, we're about to go be mindful. Apologize for the um, sort of all over the placeness of this episode. It's kind of a placeholder for us. So, one thing I wanted to do um, before the, we wrap it up here is I wanted to make a, a, a comment and critique on Independence Day, the movie Independence Day. No, no, not Independence Day. No, it's not Judgment Night, starring Dennis Leary and Emilio Estevez, Cuba Gooding Jr. I've mentioned this movie a few times before. There is a scene where someone, the character, is running away from Dennis Leary, who's the villain, and on top of a rooftop. And the scene is, his name's Ray, and he's kind of like a businessman, right? And he's like, dude, I'm not doing this. And they're running across town, getting shot at, terrorized, like that native couple that the eBay executives were terrorizing. And at one point, they had to cross this freaking rickety-ass ladder and go from building to building. That was the only way they could get away. And they all cross. Emilio Estevez, Cuba Gooding Jr., Emilio Estevez's little brother in the movie. And Ray's like the fourth person across. But he's looking at it, he's like, fuck this. He's just like, no, I'm not gonna go across this ladder, I'm done. There's a scene though, when Dennis Leary teaches Ray a little bit of a lesson on negotiation, a bit of a cutthroat East Coast negotiation, negotiation skills. Like, kind of like Boston, yeah. Boston, Massachusetts. So Ray's up there on the roof trying to negotiate with the villain, saying like, let's talk money. How about a hundred thousand? And Dennis Leary's like, yeah, it's, you can raise that kind of money? Like, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, shit. I'll start laughing and whatever. And he's like, Ray, Ray. It's basically the same thing. I'll go right through you. I'll go through anyone. Is what Dennis Leary's saying. It's like, you're standing in the way of some money here. $100,000 means shit. Do you know who we are? No, you have no idea. Jerks like you wake up and read about people like me in the paper. You sail through life. You and your friends are the people I hate. The type of people that I hate. You don't know who I am. You don't know what we're capable of. And you're over here trying to negotiate with us. Throwing around numbers like $100,000 and we're acting all surprised and you think you've won. And after Dennis Leary is like belittling Ray and his negotiation skills and his business acumen, he's like 200,000. Dennis Leary grabs, spoiler alert, grabs Ray and throws him off the building. Could Ray have really produced $100,000 as some kind of like ransom payment for their life? Possibly, possibly he did get that RV that got them in, the, in that predicament in the first place. Could Ray have gotten $200,000? Who knows? Who knows? Nobody knows because Dennis Leary threw him off the top of the building. eBay is bankrupt. Retail is 15K. But for you guys, call it down payment. Under the table. <laughs> you know, I think, uh, I think we can cut a deal here. Oh, man. Yeah, that's beautiful. There you have it. I can't believe it. He's doing it.
You're pretty good. What's your name? Ray. Ray. Yeah. You're a good negotiator. Because you didn't even lowball me. I'm going to come in here and lowball you? Forget about that. Well, you know, because the thing is, I got to trust you. There's the payment of the money, and then, then there's your friends keeping their mouths shut, you know. No, hold on. We're businessmen, both of us. We have an understanding. Oh. Let me tell you something, uh, Ray. You don't understand shit, okay? Nothing. Guys like you got to keep checking your pants to see if you got a dick. I got one. You and your friends are the kind of spoon-fed fucking fruit bait that I fucking hate! I don't think he understood me. Shut the fuck up! You speak when fucking spoken to, okay? This is not fucking high school, motherfucker. I'll eat your fucking friends for fucking lunch. You know who we are? No, you have no fucking idea, do you? No, tricks like you, you just sail through life reading about people like me in the newspaper. Hey! You're in a different place now, motherfucker. Yeah, $100,000 might buy you out the North Shore down here, pussy. That means shit. This is my fucking world. 200000 Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you schooled me. You picked my heart off the ground and <laughs> surgically implanted. Great. Just a little bit, and my pulse will be Ray. back to normal. God. Ray. Yeah. I'm getting off this roof in one piece. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>